0: check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. Gets in anyway. Nothing we do, no security works. What's
1: happening to me? The key. Paramount Pictures. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Is, is it over? It's over!
0: Oh, thank God.
1: Or has it just begun?
0: It's only just begun.
1: <laughs> <clears throat>
0: Sorry about that. Uh, yes, welcome everyone to Movie Sucktastic episode 181.
1: That's uh, wrong.
0: 182.
1: Uh, I could say keep going, but it's 189. That's what I meant. Yeah, because we're eighty three. One, let's stop it now. Let's not one eighty
0: five. Yes, reviewing...
1: one eggplant.
0: <laughs> uh, I know you. <laughs> Love that movie.
1: Mm. Um, uh,
0: we are reviewing the nineteen eighty three Michael Mann, uh, sleeper cult hit, kind of, sort of, the Keep, based That's on right. the novel by F. Paul Wilson.
1: F Paul and Wilson
0: Before we go any further, I have to make a correction. As yeah. far as I can tell, the F Paul Wilson book The Tomb is not the movie that the 19- that is not the book that the 1980s film The Tomb was based on at all. In the <laughs> least. Don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Okay. Ignore that.
1: Well, you mentioned it last week, right?
0: Yes, and yeah. I was wrong! I don't know why that <laughs> popped into my head. So, ignore that. It's,
1: it's, don't worry about it. It's fine. You are forgiven.
0: I'm asking you, forgiveness. I'm just pointing out my mistake.
1: Sounds like you're asking for forgiveness.
0: No, no, I don't I don't give a shit. Um, well,
1: then, you, then you shouldn't so, have said anything. <laughs>
0: so, I'm criticizing. I, I, uh, so, I, I, so uh, yeah, we're re- reviewing The Keep.
1: Uh, now, this I, is a movie that i I never heard of before. Michael Mann happens to have a couple of like under, not underground, that's the wrong word, uh, unreleased cult films. This being mm-hmm. one of them, another film called Band of the Hand. Um, those These two movies alone are <laughs> probably some of the most culty films that you can get. Culty, I mean, culty, the, culty. The, the only real uh, the only real full cut uh, version of this and it's not even not the 210 minute version which I dying to see but the 96 minute version is the Laserdisc rip that's the original, floating around the internet
0: the original his first cut was like three and a half hours long
1: yeah they he, he felt that the trailer that I showed if anyone has seen the film, you'll notice immediately that most of the trailer, most, and when I mean most, I mean nearly all of it, is not in the movie. Yeah. Because there was so much raw footage. So much raw footage. Well, you said that the, the original cut is three and a half hours? Yeah, Yeah, roughly. That's the 210-minute the cut. That's three and a half hours. Yeah. So... You just said what I said differently, so that's... That's right. <laughs> How's that vodka?
0: Ugh, nasty. Mm.
1: I'm drinking water. I could lie and say I'm drinking vodka, but I'm not. Why would you? Why would I, you? I, but, you know, all the cool kids are doing it. I wish. You know, peer pressure. So, I, I'm, I would love to see the three and a half hour cut of this movie. Oh, I really that, would, yeah. because...
0: Uh, I prefer to see the 210-minute two, version myself.
1: D- exactly. Um, <laughs> don't make me laugh. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the film is poorly cut. It's poorly edited. The music is cut I... and edited wrong as well because Paramount took over. Michael Mann had um, you know his 210-minute cut and Paramount said, Listen, you need to cut this more. So he cuts it to two hours. They say that's not good enough. So they they cut it down to 91, and 91 minutes was the VHS or the video release. The 96-minute cut is the Laserdisc release.
0: I got a feeling and, they were like me. I got a feeling they were like me. They're watching the first cut, and 10 minutes into the film, we're still slowly touring this Romanian village in slow motion. I'm like, would you get to the fucking anything? What are you doing?
1: <laughs> uh. uh and not having seen any of the footage, I tend to agree. <laughs> but I still want to see it.
0: Holly um, Holly did not make it uh, more than 15 minutes through the film. No shit. Because, the, the I mean, the beginning, and I, I have to admit, I was even like, all right, go ahead, turn it off. I I, I can't, yeah. Uh, it's not going to pick up. <laughs> there's,
1: <laughs> there's no
0: there's no speedy parts to this film. This is the pace. If you can't handle it, we might as well bow out now. Yeah. Okay. Because even I was like, I don't remember them driving through this Romanian village in tanks in slow motion this long. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, Michael Mann did a lot of that in this. I mean, and what he did, Paramount kept a lot of it. Uh, for instance, most of the scenes involving smoke were filmed in reverse to, um. Uh, like, uh, what is the main villain's name? Malasser, I believe that's his name. Uh, when he materializes Molassar. it's just Molassar, it's just smoke going in reverse until it comes until it's all the way in him and then he appears. Man does that a lot in this movie he he does it not there, but just multiple different scenes. He shows a lot of things in reverse. even the alternate ending of the film is in you know shot in reverse and you can and the and the thing is i'm sure that they practiced it i'm sure that they did many different takes and i'm sure they used the best one but you can absolutely tell it's being shot in reverse no fucking way about it it's just yeah okay she's moving her hand in such a way and okay i got it it's shot in fucking reverse and some of the smoke effects when they do that it works but for the most part it doesn't and For a film that boasts to have 14 uh, different visual and special effects uh, people that have won or been nominated for Oscars. Yeah, there's this grand scale uh, that they have this film on. And you can tell that a lot of work was put into it. But you don't care. (laughs) You really don't. Um, You could tell that they spent a lot of money... Uh, on certain things, and not a lot of money on a lot of other things. Like the budget I read is supposed to be six million dollars, which, for a film in 1983, is actually not a lot of money. I think no. the I, what did Alien cost? Twenty million, something like that, and that was only made three or four years earlier, or something like that. So I think the average film in the early 80s was ranging anywhere from 15 to 30 million to make. This film only cost six, and it. It looks bigger than that. I will give them that, but there are scenes that you can it's like. Yeah, that's a sound stage, and it's a bad one too. So, can you imagine if this film was ever remastered in HD? You probably see so many more things. Oh, just... yeah,
0: but now the problem with that though too is is even if they did that, it's a very bleak film. Yeah, it's, I mean it's 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 bleak. It's it's it could have been black and white. It should have been black and white. There's really no color. It's Nazi black. Oh, wait, black wait wait and gray. wait wait wait.
1: But wait wait wait. I mean, except for. Well no 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 no. The only thing that we get to see, the only cuts of this film we get to see, are the VHS and Laserdisc rips. They have been. I mean, how many right. generations are? are it's, All right.
0: Yeah. I I've that. seen still,
1: an HD cut of this movie. It's got a lot more color than you're giving it credit.
0: Yeah. I. I, but it's still it's a, it's a gray, it's a gray mountainside it's a gray stu- it's a gray keep it's black scenes black uniforms gray uniforms it's not there's not much color to it except occasionally when our hero bleeds green <laughs> you know that's and that's neither here nor there yeah. so it, it's it's a very bleak film it's very uh, for a film that has Nazis and supernatural monsters in it it's very slow. Oh yeah, and very deliberate, and there's a lot of talking and quiet tones and discussions and and uh, contemplations and uh, dialogue and things like that. So, I'm not sure how much it's going to uh, benefit from an HD conversion. Well, I, it'll, I, the picture will be clearer. That's for the, sure. The version
1: I, that I that I have on the screen is actually from the UK, and it's a um, it's a satellite. Rip is what what it was called. It's a, it's as remastered as you can get uh, for this movie, and right. you know it's got st- not a lot of color, but I can tell just from this conversion that I can tell a remastered HD rip of this is going to be a little bit more colorful than but, uh, yeah.
0: But I, it,
1: it, you're it's not, not wrong. It's it is a very I know you know like <laughs> muted film. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, because, but it's not well,
1: it's it's not that muted.
0: It, but it is, but its but it's intentional too. I mean, I think I think what Michael Mann was trying to do in the film and and, and I haven't watched it in a while and watching rewatching it now, really a lot of it comes through. Michael Mann really grabbed uh grabbed onto, sunk his teeth into the um, the kind of metaphors that F Paul Wilson was playing with in the book and uh, just the whole idea of these the Nazis and and, and he doesn't like play it coy either half of it's in the dialogue between prockdown and, and gabriel Byrne, uh that uh, the whole idea about these monsters facing a real monster and the supernatural versus human and and i mean there's it, the symbolism and everything it, it, there's a lot going on and he i think he was so wrapped up in the message that he that that was the whole point i mean he is this is a bleak landscape this you know that's what the war was right. I, I think it's intentional i don't you know, i don't think he wanted anything you know right I think the green blood was just like an afterthought or just something to throw in there uh, I don't, I don't it, it's really just you know throwing you know giving some heads up to the you know the, the positive side of the supernatural but you know that's, that's what he wanted
1: no and I agree um, but I, I think the film is on iTunes now I don't believe it's HD but it's been remastered. I'd yeah. love to see that cut of it. I'm sure it's better than what I have.
0: And 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 now, quick synopsis. Oh yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Nazis are the Nazis are rolling through Romania, and they take over this keep in this little village in a, in a pass. It's like a you know like a dead end in a, in a mountain. That's right. And, uh, and there's a hundred eight nickel. What?
1: No, I was gonna say because Mein Fuhrer told them to.
0: Well, yeah, well, sure. He's given all the orders. Nazis, go figure. Yeah. Uh, and there's like a hundred. It's a weird keep. It's kind of built inside out. So like the strong stuff. Like it's like as Jer, as uh, as uh, Jürgen Prochnau says, like you're trying to keep something in. And he's not Russian, but for some reason that's the only thing I can do right now. And uh, I don't even doubt. I don't think that's Russian. He's German. Like, he's
1: German. You can't yeah. get more German than yeah uh, you know,
0: This was actually his first American Hollywood film too. Oh, was it really? So, yeah. And, boy, I, I, he's fucking awesome in this.
1: Yeah. He, I like him.
0: Oh, he's fucking I mean, great. I mean, he,
1: was, uh, he had just done uh, Das Boot, or The Boat, mm-hmm. what, just a, a year or two earlier than this? Uh-huh. Something like that. Which, yeah, <laughs> you know, he's no... Th- let's put it this way. Uh, Jürgen Prock now is no stranger to long movies. So when he goes and he makes The Boat, Das Boot which is like a a three-and-a-half, almost four-hour epic, and then he goes right into this, like, right after. It's like, you know what? Eh, what do you... Can we add another hour? I'm good. (laughs) That's basically how that went.
0: He's a German actor. I have the whole script memorized. Just tell me where to start.
1: Yes, I got it this morning. I'm good. Let's go. (laughs) Slack (laughs) us.
0: But... Um. So they so they take over this keep, uh, and some uh, Nazis meddle with the nickel crosses and the, the the stone that they're told not to touch because they think it's silver. They release something unspeakable that starts killing off the Nazis one by one. Uh, Gabriel Byrne rolls in the town. Uh, Gabriel Byrne, I don't. I think he's one of those people that just looks very comfortable in a Nazi uniform. You know, yeah. just very relaxed. And, weirdest uh,
1: weirdest Nazi haircut ever.
0: And, and whereas uh, Jürgen Prochnow's character is kind of a, a sympathetic, humanistic—you know, like the non—the non—you the non, uh, so, the, uh, okay? They're you know, like the good Germans. I'm not big on history. Bear with me on that. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's like more sensitive and human. He, you know, he, he's just he's doing his job as a soldier. Uh yeah. Gabriel Burns, he, like the, the is the uh, towing the Nazi line. So he comes in the town, and this, the, the way you stop this is you kill random civilians until people stop doing it
1: right you could tell that jürgen proc now is like maybe the fuhrer eh, maybe he's not right about this one whereas uh, <laughs> gabriel burns like yeah not only is he right but i i, I can i could do a little bit more fucked up you know he'll he'll like that he'll he'll, he'll dig it
0: <laughs> but, and you know and the, and they, they disassociate the idea of the difference between just like a soldier you, you know human folly and and flaw and right. human brutality, and pure evil, which is kind of what the Nazis represent. I don't know why, but that's kind of the thing we've kind of assigned to them. And so, Gabriel Byrne, it becomes human evil face, facing real evil, and then there's a whole subplot with a Jew that uh, almost destroys the world because he's uh, a, a professor, but kind of stupid. And
1: uh, Yeah, a little dumb.
0: And then, the, and then there's Scott Glenn, who I always to think of as the poor man's David Carradine, and <laughs> He's he uh, is some kind of supernatural uh, hero with green blood that 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 senses the evil escaping and that's then right. comes to the rescue at the end of the film. I've kind of given away the whole plot there, but that's roughly. And, there's nothing else to it. I mean, and I, and, as, that's wrong.
1: Uh, and as Sean would say that uh, Scott Glenn, it's like his traps. His traps are so good, <laughs> meaning the trapezoids because they're huge around his neck. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's like he's pretending to be Michael Mann. He goes, Listen, Scott, you got some pretty nice traps already, but we got to make them bigger. <laughs> Sitting six hours of makeup to make his shoulders and neck just look gigantic. They, they well, just and, had to make him look weird.
0: Well, I think in some way, too, they wanted him to, to be kind of an opposite yet an equal to. Uh, to um, Molosser. Malasad, uh, who, 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 as you mentioned last episode, I, I compared the dark side from the DC Comics. Yeah, he's got the glowing eyes and the head. Really got that dark side feel to him.
1: As a matter of fact, I have a picture of him here. Uh oh. I'll put him up on the screen for everyone real quick. There we go. Dark side. Ah! 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 I mean he looks I just am from you. <laughs> yeah, I mean he looks just like fucking he really does look just like fucking dark side. Yeah. And I said Doomsday, but I mean they're both Superman villains. I just got them mixed up. I don't know why, but I did. I, it's,
0: it's, it's easy. But yeah, no, I mean, I got Darkseid. And yeah, if you if you if you like um have a clear, clearer cut of the picture, he's got the glowing red and then you got the green and the blue with with uh, the right. Glenn, you know, Glenn, but really, I mean, apart from that, the whole film is just like different shades of gray. Uh, yeah,
1: here he is. I got him on there for everyone. That's Dark Side. I mean, the uh, you you can't get more. The, the, the it's it's him. Oh, uh, <laughs> what was they, the? They, I, I don't know when the first uh, appearance of Dark Side was, but I have a feeling that it was before this movie.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Oh and so. of course a, a young Ian McKellen.
1: Uh and by young you what? Like mid 30s?
0: By, by by young I mean I'm used to seeing him ancient. So I, I don't even recognize him as young as he is in this. That's what I mean by right. young. I mean not 90. Yeah. That's what I mean. Now, now what's interesting
1: what's interesting about him in this movie is Oh uh, Jesus.
0: <laughs> he was what? born in 39.
1: Yeah, he's seventy six.
0: So he's like in his forties in this film. Yeah, <laughs> very young, very young in this movie.
1: Totally, totally young, so young.
0: Yeah, they, well, you know, I just—he's not Gandalf yet.
1: Well, not, Gandalf
0: would—Gandalf wouldn't have fallen for Malasar's bullshit.
1: Uh, true. And uh,
0: Okay. Can I ask? Uh, Cass- here we go. And this is.
1: Uh, this is Malasar, Malassar, Malasar. for everyone to compare. I mean, it, it looks just like fucking Dark Side. So, there you go. Uh, but no, anyway, um, the the thing with it is that uh, one of the things that I I always said about E. McKellen in the Keep was that Peter Jackson, when he's telling him to do uh, the scene with the Balrog. He's. Mm-hmm. I. I always make the joke that he's like, "Give me a little. Uh, give me a little uh, from the keep. Come on. Come on. Give it to me. Just a little bit." Because there's that scene when he's confronting Malasar, where he's got the mm-hmm. cross, and he's like, "You must take it." And then he keeps yelling at him, "Take it!" And it's just like, "Yeah, I could see." It's like, "You shall not. You shall not pass." <laughs> And it's like it's the same fucking scene. It's just, it's the McKellen. It's just the way he delivers the lines. Um, sure. If I had, if I had more time, I was gonna grab both scenes and play them, mm-hmm. and we were gonna <laughs> listen to them, and then just be amazed at how similar they were. I, but I did I'd not have listen, enough time.
0: I'd rather just listen to you do them both.
1: Uh, well.
0: Well, how would how, how would how would Taylor Kitsch do that line?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, you're not fun.
1: I have no idea. Uh, here's a here's the scene on the screen where man is using uh, smoke in reverse, which
0: <laughs> is this also one of the, one of the shots where Michael Mann is using um, titles so small that you can't read them.
1: <laughs> G- Jesus Christ! I mean, what the
0: fuck is up with that? Even I, I on on a,
1: on a on a on a thirty foot movie screen, you know, bigger than that. Movie screens are bigger than that. On a gigantic movie screen, IMAX, whatever you want to do. It's still goddamn tiny, no matter swear, what you put it on.
0: I swear they get smaller as the film goes. Yeah. <laughs> like when they tell you where Scott is, like, what the fuck? What does that say? I can't. Even though when the, the Keep comes up, the Keep? Yeah. It's like, it's tiny. That's, you, the name of the film is tiny.
1: And you know what's interesting, too? And I'm sure it wasn't on purpose, I'm sure it's just a coincidence but I watched the alternate ending today, and uh-huh. the person that put the video together used the same font, the same color, and it's fucking microscopic, because it talks about the alternate ending. And I'm like, you mother... I had to pause it so I could fucking read it. It's like, you bastard. It's like, you yeah, you dick. You can't make this shit any bigger.
0: What? Eight-point font? Deal with it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an eight-point font using fucking Verdana. Go fuck yourself.
0: And, and since they took like took the, away from Michael Mann, like I, it was I don't even know if it was his choice on that. Maybe, like like the studios like, yeah, just throw the titles in. What's what's the big deal? Oh, Okay, you don't care what it what's the big deal? Okay, fine.
1: Yeah, I would imagine that uh, Michael Mann uh, gave Paramount two hundred and ten minutes of principal footage, and they just yeah that's too long. So then he cut it to uh, two hours, and they actually test screened that. And they said that it test-screened really poorly at two hours. So Paramount just said, you know what? We're cutting it down to 97 minutes.
0: You know, it...
1: Or 96 and a half.
0: It's the big big dilemma. Because, honestly, even at an hour and a half, technically, when you watch this film, it feels too long. Because it's It's a slow film. But the question is, I mean obviously it's a studio they're, they're, they they want to make money they want to please a wide large, large audience so if a random audience that never wanted to see the film in the first place doesn't like it and this that's a fucking thing too with these test screenings take a group of take like a group of random people put them in a movie theater say okay watch this film and tell, tell us if you like it and you give them like a comedy or an action film it's easy to get into you take a bunch of people that have no idea what they're going to watch and plop them down for for this slow uh, Slow plotting examination of the the inhumanities yep. of man. It's like, what the fuck is this? Well is know. this over yet? Yeah, it's like, oh, our, there's our afternoon wasted. Of course, they're not gonna fucking like it. And they didn't ask. They didn't ask to see the film.
1: He presented a three and a half hour cut during a time when two, a two hour or two and a half hour film was a rarity. You know, it. it uh, the, if you had a film that was over two hours, it was that was considered an epic. You know, we hit this um, we hit this stride with movies probably in the Braveheart. It was it the early 90s? Ni- yeah mid nineties yeah
0: Braveheart that's that's when that, like that's when all of a sudden like I think Bra- I feel like Braveheart started it I could be wrong that's just my personal experience but like once Braveheart came out uh, up until then the the common uh, not the com- com- common wisdom was that you keep it down to an hour and a half or an hour and 40, so that way you can squeeze in a showing every two hours, because you need time to clean the theater out and let people in. Anything longer than that, uh, then you have to show it every two and a half hours or so, and you're losing one showing a night. That's yep. profit loss. Uh, Braveheart, or or you know films like that in that time period, uh, challenged that theory and... Next thing you know, every film that comes out, it's got to be three hours long if it's going to be uh, a blockbuster.
1: Yeah, it, it, it really, it, I, think you're, I think you're right. I think Braveheart, because even like the year before, Pulp Fiction, two hours and 40 minutes, you know, now, and now, Forrest but... Gump, it's like almost two and a half hours. It yep. wasn't until Braveheart where it was like it hit that three hour mark that it just seemed like every single year you had at least one or two movies that hit that mark and they were all getting nominated for oscars and then it just became became the norm then after lord of the rings was you know every film was three hours and then the special editions were almost four hours in 2001 that was that was it it's been like that ever since
0: think back to your other blockbuster hits uh and i'm just thinking of random ones but et hour and 45 minutes. Alien, like just a hair under two hours. Yep. Um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? All or of them. Or, uh, sorry, Two hours. Uh, which one? All of them the, are two hours? Yeah. I think but,
1: Crusade went over the two-hour mark by about ten minutes.
0: Well, because you're already in the 90s there, so well, we can't have it under two hours. Well, so, 89. like, two, two, two but, hours was kind of like that. If you're making something over two, two hours, it better be fucking Ben-Hur or, uh, or, you know, something. Oh, yeah. it, it, better, it better be like an... Two and a half hours was like okay. Now it's an art house film because you're not going to get asses and seats, right? Uh, and then the, it flipped, and now your your art house films are like seventy minutes, and then the the big budget films, Avengers has got to be three hours if we're going to make a dime.
1: Yeah, I mean, so, Avengers, take take all three Batman films. Each one of those is uh, oh, the last oh. Batman film is almost three hours long.
0: Oh, I mean, I love I love uh, the Dark Knight. Yeah. but but holy shit talk about like the, the by, by the third ending I'm like all right let's stop it
1: <laughs>
0: yeah oh, oh 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 I thought the, no the movie's not over there's another ending coming okay we have to tie up every loose end one at a time that's right you know I which kind of, good thing they did since Heath Ledger died you know they couldn't carry that over but still Yeah,
1: even the dark knight rises didn't have as much you know, it had a third act. Didn't have a fourth one. It had a third act. It had so, a,
0: but but half the movie was the third act. It was like just the opposite problem. Like, oh, okay, Gotham's still under uh, terrorist uh, hold, right? Oh,
1: I, I still.
0: It's like, it's like like fucking seasons are passing in the third act. Like, oh, okay, now it's winter. Yeah. What yes. the fuck?
1: I, I thought that I was like, great. I like
0: the film. I like the film, but I, yeah. you know, this isn't where
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I, I you know, and I think that. You know Christopher Nolan's, and we're completely off topic, but I'll just say this, and we can move on. The his trilogy, his Batman trilogy, one of the best trilogies for comics, maybe even film, in a really long time. I mean, you, there, there, I can't think of a, a trilogy that's as good, uh, if not better. So, maybe that, Lord of the Rings, be- maybe the Indiana no, Jones films. But it's, since no, we're talking Indiana- those.
0: No, Indiana Jones, Bob, uh, you know my feeling on the uh, Last Crusade. That was like a fucking joke. Um,
1: well, you know what? Compare it to Crystal Skull, and it's a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, I still feel the need to own Crystal Skull. I shouldn't. I, I should have. I, I should just forget it and that it I have ever three existed. Copies
0: of the goddamn movie. I have three copies. Oh, that um, I've got the original. I've got the real, I've got the copy, I've got the Rift Tracks version, and then I have a fan edit where they cut out like all the goofy shit.
1: You know, you can take the audio from the Rift Track if the runtime is the same and move it into your original and just it. It make, actually
0: is. I'm just saying I have three oh. versions of it, but it's really two. You ruined it. Thank you. <laughs> it sounded better when I said I had three, but... Yeah, well... No, I'm, I'm lucky. Most of my riff tracks have dual audio, so you know, there's That's only a good. few like like over the top that I have two separate ones.
1: And with Plex, you can choose which one is the default, which is nice.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't do that because I never know who's gonna want what, but it's there. Uh-huh. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean. But anyway. But, yeah, I, I, the '80s was not a time to pull a two and a half hour version of this. On an and unsuspecting test audience, you can't do it. It's uh
1: yeah, and no, it was I it mean, wasn't even it was a two-hour cut, and they were like, uh, no,
0: you know, sorry, what? I mean, just just to play devil's advocate, just imagine a test screening audience for two thousand and one.
1: Oh yeah, you know, people didn't appreciate that until years later, I think.
0: Well, the the well, the the mainstream didn't the the art house. For, the oh yeah, they crowds, loved it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what that's what kept it going, but I mean, just imagine test screening that. You're like, oh, geez, you know, how about an ending? So, oh, let's reshoot the ending. Yep, D- cinematic masterpiece, fucking gone. Yep. Yeah, and and you know, at least at least uh, Kubrick wasn't like fucking Lucas it was like, oh, let me go back and reshoot my own films for for audiences so they're more fun. What you a cunt. Fucking whore.
1: This is why I don't own. And I'm proud to say I don't own the, the, the George Lucas special edition versions of Star Wars. I mm-hmm. did download those off the internet. You know why? Because somebody out there with the fucking balls took all of the original matte paintings for backgrounds, lightsaber, Greedo doesn't shoot first, and put them all back in, meticulously back in, to the original theatrical versions. He frame even by took. Frame. Fi- it's ridiculous. It's called Harmy's Despecialized Editions. If you go out and you search that, you can find it. Google um, it. Absolutely, Google it. And he has a great site, uh, or there's a link to a site where it shows comparisons, the like the Lucas version and then what he put back in. He went so crazy that he took lightsaber color and matched it to the theatrical version.
0: It, you know it's what? Ins- like, crazy. I, I mean, I was going through some of his descriptions, uh, just to get a feel for how detailed it was, like, there's shit that, I mean, I'm not a Star Wars fan, per se, so I, I don't care about a lot of it, you know, I, I don't right. like the extra shit, and yeah, uh, you know, Greedo didn't shoot first, what the fuck, you know, why, why don't we go and put like lights, let's, let's put flashlights in their hands so instead of guns next, assholes. Yeah, I but, also
1: uh, have a uh, another, an alternate cut, or the original cut of E.T. as well, where they have yeah. guns
0: that right um but uh uh i'm going through it and there's like the one part was like oh i fixed the moons because in this shot on Tatooine or whatever uh the moons he changed them and i put the originals back so who gives a fuck about the moon that guy does
1: yeah and you know what i'm so glad he does because you're not gonna f- disney when they release the original trilogy in their original theatrical cuts um because they're gonna do that because they're gonna make a fuckload I, of money, and I they'll probably, yeah, they'll probably do it after this next new trilogy is done and release all nine, or who knows when they'll do it. But they're gonna do it. I doubt that they will get as close to what this guy did uh, for this, the original trilogy for Star Wars. I mean, and the fucking guy took the definitive laser disc, okay, the the original trilogy on laser okay. the definitive ones, the ones with like the CAV you know a, you know it's like nine laser discs f- f- per movie because he, the CAV is only 30 minutes aside. um so he took those any of the scenes that were not in HD he put back in from the laser disc and upconverted it to HD and you can't fucking tell the difference the guy went nuts and I'm so happy he did cuz it's the only version I'll watch it's the only version I'll tell people to watch Harmies Despecialized edition, go get it. Definitely. Anyway, the
0: keep. Uh, anyway, the keep. Yeah, the keep. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, but it's, it's unfair. I, so I, I mean, I want to see the two and a half hour version because Michael Mann is not half. an incompetent filmmaker. Three and a half. You know. And oh no, uh, I mean, even Manhunter is slow in, in a lot of parts. It's a slow yes. dark. And again, it. it's a slow dark film. It's uh, it's kind of monochrome. I would argue the same thing. I think it's his style. Yep. I don't think he goes for a lot of color, and because I think he's really trying to go for this like darkness around him. Um, uh, Am I wrong in saying Michael? No, Michael Mann, Manhunter, right? Michael Mann. I'm yeah. No, that's
1: Michael Mann. Yeah, Miami Vice, Manhunter. Wow, I was going to bring Um,
0: Miami Vice into this. Uh, No, but even
1: the TV show Miami Vice, you know, and it's a colorful. Miami's a colorful city. That, but, ep, that show, too, did was muted in its own way.
0: But, um, it's, I think it's really unfair. Looking at this film now, it's easy to say it's a bad movie because some of the special effects are subpar and because the editing's not that great because, you know, they just sh- chopped the shit out of it to try to bend yeah. it down to the half. And that's why I'd love to
1: see the three and a half hour cut because it's supposed to be, you know, the music is supposed to be. Not, because they say you go you know, from scene to scene that's edited poorly. The music is just—you can tell it's been stopped—and it's a Tangerine Dream soundtrack. Who I, I like Tangerine Dream, and I yeah. think they that music works well in Michael Mann movies,
0: I, specifically I, I, Manhunter. I agree with that, with Tangerine Dream, and with it working well in Michael Mann films. I think this is the exception
1: to the rule. I, I like I this soundtrack. Like,
0: no, I do not like the soundtrack. I, I really like
1: the soundtrack. No,
0: I, I I think it does not fit the film. I personally did not care for it. I I could have done with a lot less Tangerine Dream in this one. That's the <laughs> one thing I have to disagree with you
1: yeah. uh, on. And I, that's fine.
0: Yeah, I just didn't just. I was like, eh. <laughs> uh, yeah, just didn't care for. Wow, there's like a there's. You know, you know what kills me is is just when you look at some of like the the. The Photoshop, not Photoshop, but like a, yeah, no, like Photoshop uh, DVD covers where they they hire some some some, like, some graphic arts major just to, yeah, just change it. We can't use the original movie posters to make something new, and they just take elements from the poster and in you know yep. and they just like change the font and shit. And I'm not, I'm looking at these these like DVD covers of The Keep, and then they show the the they they show the monster on the cover, and then behind the keep there's a Nazi symbol. You know, you get it? You get Oh, man.
1: Yeah, the poster that I have that I'm using for my Plex is uh, the I think it's the one from the the original m- movie poster where it's the keep looks like the actual keep from the like film. The building. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the original movie poster.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't Back like it. Actually made, but
0: yeah. But, what? You don't like it?
1: It's okay. Could it's not somebody looking more. over
0: their shoulder. You know, it's it's not just full well, heads. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's not the girl grabbing the guy's tie, I get it. I know.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, uh, but it, I think it's it's easy to to just shit talk the film and say it's a bad movie and in some ways it kind of is, but really there's a lot of really good performances in it. There's a lot of, anything anything with any scene with Gabriel Byrne and Jürgen Prock Procknow just fucking, just turn it up all the way, cause he's gonna mumble, and just fuck, <laughs> and just drink it in, cause that is fucking acting
1: yep. at its and, best. And I hear that the the iTunes the the remaster that they have, all of those scenes where they're mumbling, they said you can understand it better. <laughs> well, because cause the, the sound, they just do, yeah, well, yeah, because the, the sound has been remastered too. So, um. I'm surprised that no one has taken that and like there are people that are just crying to have this remastered. There's a guy I saw I think you were the one that pointed me in the direction of it. He he like made his own box set for it. You know, like he designed it himself. It's like a the box looks like uh like, like the keep, like the building. It's like it opens up Like almost like a like a dollhouse, and there's like the discs are inside. He made it himself, and he's like presenting it to Paramount to say, "Listen, we can do this. Let's let's do this." Um, I thought you pointed me in the direction of it, but
0: it it must have been a while ago because I don't recall that. It was when
1: we we watched it at Sean's house. It was like later that week or two weeks later.
0: I I I can see that. What four years ago? That's something I could definitely see myself doing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I would love to see a complete, like director's cut. Like Michael Mann got all the footage and was able to cut it, even if it's not the two hundred and ten minute version. Just a version that he approves, maybe a three hour, maybe even a two and a half hour. Just a more complete cut. I, I just, I wonder what he could do with that much footage.
0: Well, they they did release an official soundtrack of the film.
1: Oh yeah. So uh huh. Get my hands on that.
0: Yeah, it's out there. Do you know they made a board game?
1: Oh, God. Did they really?
0: I read that I read that somewhere while I was watching the film. I'm like, just looking stuff up online. There's a fucking board game that they designed. because I guess because they assumed it was going to be such a big hit. There is a Keep board game. I want that. I have no idea what it looks like. I didn't look it up or anything. I just saw that and said, yeah, that's for me.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, and there it is. The Keep board game. I just found it. I want that. I want it, I want it, I want it. It looks... It it Actually, it's it's like a board game, but it looks like one of those in-depth board games, like strategy board games.
1: Right. Uh,
0: If if I'm looking at the right one here...
1: Here, let's take Uh, a look. They thought it was going to be a big hit. Let's take a look at some movies that were released in 1983. Specifically, this film came out in June, so you know they were trying to go for blockbuster. Let's see. Uh, Nothing Really in January... Although, The Year of Living Dangerously is a January movie. I bet that's a limited release in 82 and a wide release in 83. Ha, the the Entity comes out in February 1983. Great date Eyes. movie. Welcome home, cunt. <laughs> and Videodrome came out the same weekend. Hmm.
0: You, know, you know, if you put that line in any paranormal activity film, it would just improve that film by a hundred percent. It probably. I, mean, I, w- I would kill I would kill to have that. Just like watch if I w- oh that would be great.
1: Oh, King of Comedy in February. All right, let's go right to June. Let's see what it was up against. Okay, The Man with Two Brains.
0: Yay!
1: Psycho Two. Uh, War hey. Games. Oh, thinking. wait a minute, wait a minute. The movie was, uh, now if I'm, I remember, the movie was supposed to come out in June 3rd, but they, they pushed it because Paramount was still cutting the shit out of it. So wow. it actually was released December of 1983. But let's see what it what, uh, would have gone up against in June. Uh, just that weekend alone, it was Man with Two Brains, Psycho 2, and War Games. All that weekend.
0: War Games, wow.
1: Yeah. Uh, Trading Places the following week. Octopussy, two days later. The following week, Superman 3. Then uh, a week after that, Porky's 2, Twilight Zone, and a personal favorite of mine, Yellowbeard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, I have to revisit that. I
1: haven't. I do, too. I haven't seen it in a while. Alright, December. Here we go. Oh boy. Uh, December 9th was Christine, Scarface, and Sudden Impact all in the same weekend. That's that's Yeesh. a fucking he- that's a heavy lineup right there. Then uh, the following week was Silkwood. There's Oscars all over that one. All right. December sixteenth, the weekend that the keep comes out, you have, DC cab. Gorky Park, the man who loved women, to be or not to be, <laughs> two of a kind.
0: I saw, I saw it to be or not to be in a theater. Did you really? I saw that in the theater. Yeah, yeah.
1: Jesus Christ, uh, uncommon valor, Ruben, Ruben. And The Keep. They they released eight movies that weekend. That is a lot of fucking movies for a weekend. I mean, holy shit. And then I'm Chata, Chag, Chattanooga Choo Choo. And Walking the yeah. Edge to end the, the year. On December 31st. So, yeah. It, it was uh, pretty much destined for failure. Made $3 million. Cost six and Michael Mann was allowed to direct again which is obviously good.
0: I have an idea for an ep- for a a show. Okay. I think we should get together and play a movie in the background while we play the board game based on the movie. Oh dear lord. <laughs> but just but like put highlights together, not 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 show like the entire thing, but like just like Record it and clip, you know, edit, do some editing for a change, but uh, I think that we should do that. Now okay. I, I'm very upset because while 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 you're going over that, I'm like doing a quick search on eBay and stuff, and uh-huh. I can't find the Keep board game anywhere for sale. Nobody's okay. got this fucking thing. I'm very upset.
1: I'm sure it's it might actually be worth a pretty penny, I, if I, someone I, does do, have really? it. Really? Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't uh, you, so. you know what? Just because it's not on eBay. No, no, board games are weird that way. Uh, like just just because it's old doesn't mean it's going to sell for a lot. And right. there's I mean, I'm coming across some right now. If it's not a name that's popular, good luck. I don't know. Um it it could go either way. It could go either way. But uh I mean, I, don't know. I mean, that would be an awesome Christmas gift if anybody listening was looking <laughs> for, but but it's impossible to find, so it's not even fair saying that.
1: Is it on uh, is it on Amazon? You could put it no. in your wish list.
0: No, it's not, dude. Uh, the only I can't even find any like real articles on it. I can find pictures of it if I do a search. There's really there's hardly anything. Uh, you I, know, there's I, one I, website's got a, a review about it. You know, the, one of those uh, a blog on board games has some stuff on it.
1: Who made it? it, looks, like ha- it Hasbro it very, or something.
0: It's a, a Mayfair game. Mayfair. It actually looks like a dull game too. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks as long and boring as the movie.
1: <laughs> That's funny.
0: There was also oh and it, it says here there was also an RPG module based on it.
1: So, oh. Oh wow.
0: Now I need to know about that. Yeah, oh, but yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. I mean c- it, the
1: the they really like went all seven, out. I mean, cuz it was supposed to be a June release. 3 to 6 players. Playing time forty five minutes. Suggested age ten and up.
0: <laughs> 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 Category that. horror that's... movie,
1: TV, radio. Radio. I don't know why it's, it says radio theme.
0: Um, I I mean, that's one of the weird things about like I would say the sixties through the through the nineties was that the the bizarre. Things they would try to capitalize in, as far as merchandising goes, like making games out of things and like, like just like remember the Rambo cartoon and Rambo cereal, Rambo
1: cereal, really? I, I, I ate Rambo cereal at one point. Me
0: too. Doesn't mean it was a good idea. Nope. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the cartoon wasn't a good idea. I, oh it god. Just,
1: and I watched it every day.
0: Well, yeah. I, I just wow it's mind boggling. I mean there's a whole our culture is just fucked. And it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful it's a beautiful uh labyrinthine fast multifaceted uh kaleidoscope of fucked up. And it's yeah. just every time you think you got a handle on the culture you just look and say like, they made a board game for the keep and it just like everything everything resets. It's like oh all right I don't know anything. I have to start all over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do
1: that. I don't. You know, know. It gets to
0: the point. You know, it's, it's like you, you, like Hello Kitty vibrators. Like, oh, okay, I have to reset again. Sure. <laughs> and then yeah, keep board game reset. It, you can't fucking keep up.
1: Jesus vibrators. I mean, they're all out there. Jesus butt plugs. Well, well,
0: that's religious, but it, uh.
1: But still, uh, still who like, messed good up. like a butt plug? I, I hey, let's. I think we'd ask but we probably wouldn't find anyone that is opposed to it <laughs> I'm sure there'd be plenty of people
0: oh maybe the person reading this book on Hillary Clinton I have but that's a different oh. podcast
1: ah yes it is <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, now uh, as far as a, um, a challenge for you uh-huh. Uh, before we get to that We're let's, gonna do let's, rate, this.
1: Let, let's rate it
0: right now it's 5.8 on IMDB okay I'll let you make the first suggestion.
1: Well, I don't want to... I think 6 is too high and 5 is too low. I'd love a middle ground. We can never do that with IMDb.
0: I think, I think five's too low.
1: I think 6... I think I'd be okay with a 6 because I know there's a better film here that I, that Paramount really is the one that fucked it up. You know?
0: yeah. Yeah, and and also, I mean, there is substance to the film and the dialogue. And there's some great dialogue scenes and everything. And yep. the only, it, it's just, yeah, it, it's hard to tell what could have been, without seeing that original cut. So, I, I mean, I, I think in all fairness, it deserves a six just for, um, and also be fair too. Here, this is a film does not, uh, cheat. Uh, it, it doesn't um, try to. Uh, Excuse itself, it it doesn't try to play cute or funny, right. or make like it. This, Michael Mann said, "All right, I'm making a serious film on a serious book about a serious topic of Romanian demons," and he keeps to that. Yeah, not really demons, but I'm paraphrasing. Uh, I mean, and it takes a lot of balls to make a film in the '80s that you could consider a horror film, but isn't really a horror film, and. Yeah, I think it deserves at least a six. I can't, I, I can't, in good conscience, give it a five.
1: Yeah, I agree with a six. I mean, six. Yeah, six it is. Six it is. Uh, yeah, now, I, I I remember reading that uh, F. Paul Wilson was obviously oh. disappointed with the movie, yeah. and right. was I thought I read that he was disappointed with Michael Mann, but I wonder if that has changed because he um he now knows that Michael Mann did try to make a better film you, you know, know he's got a three and a half hour movie dedicated to his book I would imagine that you know it, that's gonna be a, a a much different movie than what he saw
0: f Paul Wilson isn't a isn't like a, a mainstream name like Stephen King
1: or you know Kuntz. insert yeah but who Coons Dinar Coons
0: Dinar correct but uh, he is a prolific author. He has written l- dozens of novels. Uh, this is one. This The Keep is actually the first in a series. And he had like five different like cycles, you could call them. And they actually intertwined with each. Like, really like a complex uh, tapestry of intertwining mythologies wow. throughout these books. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, I, I, I tried to read them all. But my attention span as far as reading series of novels does not bode well. After two or three, I, I need to move on to something different. Um, but uh, so he, I think he, he, there's a lot involved in what he, what he writes. There's like definitely a deep mythos. And seeing that just kind of like uh, fucked up in the book, in the movie, there, there's a main aspect to the whole idea that it's supposed to be a vampire, uh, but it's not. It's like the whole play on mythology. And they lose that in the movie. It's a major turning point in the book. When you when you lose that reveal, it's kind of like, eh, you know, okay. you, you lose a bit of that edge. Uh, and I can see him upset about that too, because that's the flow of the, of the book. Uh, but real quick, uh, the the keep on IMDb five point 8, eight is the average. Oh yeah, seven thousand seven hundred reviewers, not uh, a and lot. and the, ma- the majority of viewer uh, raters have agreed with us and gave it a six twenty percent.
1: Okay,
0: lowest demographic females under 18. Only two have rated the film, and they didn't like it. Four-star average. <laughs> wow. Highest demographic? Males under 18. Only four have seen it, and they liked it enough to give it an average of
1: 6.5. Look, so look at that.
0: Everybody else is around 5.5 to 6, yep. uh, except the IMDb staff, four of them gave it an average of 5.8. Hmm. <sighs> Fucking
1: IMDb staff. <laughs> uh Although it says 17% gave it a 7. 1,300, yeah. uh,
0: you know. It's been a long time. So there's, there's two kind of arcs you can get. It's like, this has like your typical arc where, eh, everybody... The majority of people rated it around 6, the rating's around 6, and everybody kind of tapers off. It's like a mountain. A true cult film, in my experience, and we, I, we have not stumbled on one in the ratings in a while, is a horseshoe, where... The highest ratings are ten and one, and everybody else falls in that spot. Like and every and it kind of fades off, so like you have very few people in the middle. It's like a horseshoe right. because because that's one of those films that either you love this motherfucker or you despise it, but there's no middle of the road. Yeah, that is true. It's that it's just true. weird, that, and it's not as common as I once thought when I would stumble upon that, and it's uh it's interesting, even mm. a film like this has has, like, a, a common ground instead of just that kind of uh, cult film. And I, that's what I see as cult films. I really see – when I see cult film, I really think of something where it's either – either you have – you have on the one side, you have rabid devotees. On the other side, people that just don't get it and actually don't like it because they don't get it. And uh, it's, it's – yeah. It's, maybe so- – You know what it is i think with like dvd and streaming video stuff more people are watching films and i I, maybe maybe uh attitudes towards films are a bit more informed than they used to be
1: uh that's a definite possibility sure
0: Possible talking on my ass but
1: yeah hey hey you don't have to say that (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i don't keep them guessing all right so challenge for me uh do i get a crack at trying to guess
0: uh, I I kind of threw it together. I, I I didn't have any inspiration during the film. Nothing spoke out to me. Nothing. Okay. Not not really. So, I mean, I'm gonna kind of sidle over. You know what I want to do? You when you when you I do have a connection. When you challenged me to this, you said this is a film we haven't done and we should have.
1: Right, but my connection. Right. Uh...
0: My connection is a film that we haven't done but should have. Oh, okay. And we're, like finally gonna, we're finally going to we're finally going to get to this motherfucker. We have talked about it every third episode since we started and goddamn it, we're going to review it next episode.
1: So it's obviously Jim Kata.
0: Fuck yes, it's Jim Kata. It's about <laughs> goddamn time. We get around to one of the best the 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 litmus test for bad movies, the benchmark for movie sucktastic on.
1: Yeah, we're going to clean our slate that night and we're going to give it the due a review it, it it deserves
0: oh' we'll run I'll, I'll read my entire uh, Don't read uh the book. thesis oh, no okay. i I'll, I'll read my entire thesis now you <laughs> you you probably want me to read the book instead thesis was kind of yeah
1: well I can't remember the last time that you read oh, you know what I do remember the last time you read from the book the the the, the game because I have it in the synopsis <laughs> so I can actually tell you where you left off so oh, you can wow olive oil you
0: know what I've read the whole book since then because I had I, I wrote the paper on on the book in right. the movie and uh honestly the best parts of that 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 I, I may just go back and reread those scenes just for, uh, I'll reread one of those for the hell of it because that was the fucking best
1: uh, I could play the the audio clip from it to start the show. you know what that's what uh, I'm going to do you
0: should do that you should do that you play that and but and um I am going to be talking about the book as well as the film okay. uh so be warned but I'm not gonna get too pedantic on it I'm just gonna bring up interesting things. Good. Uh, that parallels, but mostly it's going to be about the film, uh, you
1: know? Sounds good to me. Alright. Alright, All right. so, tune in next week for Jim The Our Gymkata! very, very first bad movie day involved Jim Cotta. That was, um, no, that's not true. <laughs> that's, that's not true. Our very first bad movie day was Tron. Our second bad movie day Involved Jim Cotta. And that was the movie. That was the movie because we named the show. We knew we were doing a podcast. We knew uh, that, we, that we might have something. Mm-hmm. And we did Tron in August and we had a ton of people over. I barbecued. It was awesome. One of the best times I've had ever. And we showed the movie outside. But then we did another bad movie day. In October when the podcast actually premiered. And we definitely knew we had something when we put on Jim Cotta and we just had like two people just like seriously?
0: Well <laughs> they just looked I, in I our think,
1: direction and are like, What seriously?
0: I, I think the difference was when we did Tron with a bunch of people together, most people were our age and they remembered Tron as kids, so there was like a right. kind of a novelty factor and a and nostalgia. And even if we were mit- knocking the film, everybody kind of enjoyed it when they were kids. Most of the people that came to the second one had never seen Jim and if they did, nobody all knew. They nobody heard of it. Yeah, and if they did remember it, like I did from their childhood, it was just like a glance, like a like a brief thing of, oh yeah, there was a trailer, and they played it on HBO a couple of times. I may have saw a piece of it, and and I still love the. Uh, everybody got in, and we started playing it, and then like maybe 45 minutes into it, somebody says, S- "We don't have to finish watching this, right?"
1: <laughs> and you and I were
0: like yes we do
1: and Sit we have three more movies lined up <laughs> actually I think we we lost everyone after Jim cotta and we've told this story a few times it we was, lost was... everyone after Jim cotta and then Scott and I tried to watch or we didn't the try black we hole. did the black, black hole <laughs> oh man
0: <laughs> and, well it, it started off with the the pre the pre-movie was uh alone in the dark with Christian Slater right. yep and people started showing up like near the end of it because everybody showed up late. And then Jim Cotta was the main event. And yep. then after that, we're like, all right, we got another one. And everybody's like, nah, we're fucking done. We're, we're done. done. But and Scott and was, I
1: were like, we we gotta watch if, Jim, like Black Hole.
0: But it became an endurance
1: test, we kept waking each other up.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like fuck you. I'm not. No, <laughs> if I'm watching, as you're watching. <laughs> all, so I, my, stop my it! Part, don't make
1: don't make me laugh.
0: I, my, favorite, my favorite part is like, like I remember like near, near the end we're both like half awake. I remember turning and going, "Wait, are they climbing up? Are they in, like climbing up that thing in the, outer space now? A, is, a, I think
1: they're so. ascending a, yeah, a ladder in space. They actually,
0: they're 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 in space, right? <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. I don't know.
1: I didn't realize Ernest Borgnine was so nimble. <laughs> oh. oh man.
0: Gymkata. We're gonna yeah. burn that fucker down.
1: Good. It's about time. It's one of the wallpapers for our website, for Christ's sakes. And I went out of my way and made that specifically for you. It was you. a request. Yes. yes absolutely. Yes. You got the uh, ninja. That's right. <sighs> uh, Alright. Episode 189. It almost feels like we're gonna do it next week but it almost feels like we should hold Jim Cotta to our 200th episode like we should well, plan something
0: alright let's do Cool World instead
1: then uh, no 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 <laughs> we're doing Jim Cotta we can figure out something else for 200 <laughs> anyway alright everybody uh, go to our website at moviesactastic.com. download any of the shows there you can listen to the show live every week Thursdays at 8pm uh, you can listen to the show right on the site you can go to iTunes and download or listen to the show there as well. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com moviesucktastic. Everything we talk about, everything we post goes there. You can also go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. If you want to leave us voicemail, the number is 908-514-4470. If you want to email us, the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. And if you want, we highly recommend downloading the Android app. 100% free. Everything I just said is in the app. You should definitely grab that. If you want to do a search for us, Scott likes Google.
0: <laughs> Ow. <laughs>
1: uh, just do a search for Movie Sucktastic. Uh, lo and behold, the amount of shit that comes up. Japanese porn sites grabbing our Exotica coverage from like four years ago. It's, really? pretty, cr- it's pretty crazy, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm still getting in trouble for. <laughs> 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 uh, it is your fault. But it's <laughs> nor here nor there. Anyway. Alright, and uh, that about does it. Do you have any words of wisdom for us? Jim Gymkhana! Jim Alright, everybody. Talk to you next week. Oh, yeah. Bye-bye.